Yo, rappers in STEM. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. We need rappers in STEM. I'm trying to see Lil Uzi Vert in a in a Calc three class. <laughs> you know what else we need? We gotta introduce our guest for today. Third time on the show. Damn, you're more than more than us. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back episode your third episode on the pod i think you've been on every season wow. we've had yeah we've had alex and koku going i'm honored i'm blessed i'm here with my brothers in christ and <laughs> i'm i'm loving it i'm i'm here with just the writing boys man is, yo this is this holy communion for the for the brothers in christ and father and son audio. and the holy spirit here we are. JT is dead. I think I was gonna make it, yo. <laughs> yo, hey, we here now. What you been matters. up to, man? How you feeling? I feel great. I feel a lot better than I'm uh, getting to hang out with y'all too. And I'm just, man, I'm tired from work, but I feel this is just a great way to, to end my day, to get to hang out and talk some stuff with y'all, you know? Like, Oh, we gonna talk some stuff. Oh, we got we some gonna things to talk, talk about. some stuff. We got some stuff talk. to talk. But, uh, you know, you know how we like to do it since you're a, uh, you know, you are a resident in this audio household. A repeat offender. You know, exactly. You know, we like to... <laughs> We like to get into, you know, what have you been, what have you been listening to recently? And we'll start with, with you, Jay. Wow. Um, yo, I've been listening to Kent James. Uh, never really, is it Kent, is it Kent James or Kent Jams? Like, cause it's like, there's no E, but he was in Overdose. He was in like an LA based group Overdose. And he's got this song with Buddy right now called, rolling with the homies i'm just so excited for his album like i get excited about rappers like barry <clears throat> it's like weird like i love rap music but like it's just sometimes it just hits like yeah I'm just like this is a rapper that i love like ben staples his last two projects i'm like i love these kendrick they go crazy much <laughs> and then like but like i i just like yeah kent's been been on it with that with that joint and a lot of 90s r&b too you know you know how it go of course of course working on my next project so i've been like trying to get inspired hey we, we gonna come back oh, to we that gonna talk we about gonna, it we gonna, we gonna come back to that we gonna come back to that we gonna talk about it for sure what about you coco um first off give a shout out to the homie richie leone Dropped the album Jaded Summer, dope production by him. I got a self plug, a little track on there if you want to check it out. Okay, um, <laughs> okay, production credit. <laughs> Trying to get my name thrown out there, but yeah, that's a all in all a dope track. Um, I mean, going back and listening to Surf, uh, with um, yeah, I mean Donnie Trumpet at the time, I think he's Nico Segal now, um, because yes, cut the Donald the Donald Trump ties. Don't want that at all. <laughs> um, this dude that came up randomly on my Spotify daily mix, his name is Dreamcast Mo. And I think he's from Maryland because one of his songs is a Maryland phone number. It's just a, a whole phone number. I've, I've yet to call it. It could be my cousin. So <laughs> I mean, it might pop up <laughs> on the context. <laughs> but he has a really dope sound. It's just like, like in that weird era between late 90s R&B and that new Neo Soul range. Like he fits right in between there and it's really cool. He has a song called Leo that I've been bumping really smooth with like these backing vocals from this um, lady artist who's in credit on it, but I gotta find her out cause it's super smooth. And um, yeah, that's what I've been spinning lately. What about you, Alex? Yo, I've been, uh, I've been one on, uh, Bad Bunny's new album. It's got this track on there, El Apagón, which is uh, 
joint's crazy. It's uh, we had like all my siblings felt like they all graduated this past weekend uh, from like different stages of schooling. And so we had a, uh, had a party for my little brother. He graduated from high school. Shout out Evan. And uh, shout out. Yeah, we were, uh, we were on the dance floor and it was kind of this, like you had this mix of like Jamaican, Puerto Rican, and then like everything in between on the dance floor. And uh, El Apagon came on and it just was like, the the hook is just like a shout out to Puerto Rico. And it was just, it was live in that joint. It was crazy. Like Damn. everybody was going crazy. Uh, so fun. I've, I've also been like seeing it on like, I feel like it's been starting to hit kind of the TikTok wave too and all that. So I'm sure that song will be in rotation more and more as the summer goes on. And then Elizabeth and I went to Cincinnati uh, Memorial Day weekend to go see Heim. So I've been on a uh, been on a Heim kick uh, recently. They're they're so dope. Just like just so fucking cool. Like I. I love them a lot. So been like bumping a lot of their stuff and just getting lost in all of it. It's so good. I I really like Heim. A song I listen to when it's when I'm down bad, but I'm like I'm feeling good. When those yeah. down feeling good, like I'm driving around. Um once you back. I, I, it just it's yeah. it sounds so yeah. good, but at the same time Lyrics hits hard. Yeah. I, that was like one of the like first five songs they played. And yeah, that joint, they killed it. It's so fun. Those women in music, they know what to do. They they do. They really do. We also watched, uh, have either of y'all seen Licorice Pizza, the movie? Uh, I wanted to talk about this. I just, I had <laughs> I had but I've heard so many things about it. I don't know what I'm just, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, what is, we what is uh, licorice pizza. So licorice pizza. It is a movie. It came out this past year, uh, starring Alanaheim, uh, of course, from the band. Uh, it is her acting like debut like film. Uh, kind of like acting credit and uh, then like both Danielle Heim and SD Heim like also make appearances in the movie but it got nominated for a few Oscars I don't can't remember if it, I don't think it won any of the ones that it was nominated for but I mean like uh, yeah it got a it definitely got like a lot of like media buzz around it. And I think like from what I've read, like a lot of people were like pretty surprised with like how well Alana uh, acted in it. And mm-hmm. like I went to, we we're uh, flying back from kind of this weekend with family. And so on the flight back, I saw that they like had the movie available to like watch on the flight and so i went to start it and yo that that airplane wi-fi was just not was not cooperating so i got like 20 minutes into the film after it like stopped like 17 times and i'd like have to like go back and refresh and try and like find the spot that i was at and then eventually i just gave up uh but when we got home that night we rented it and went to like watch it and like it's beautifully shot like the director for the film is also uh the guy that like shoots i think it's paul thomas anderson like shoots like has shot like all of heim's videos uh for the most part um and so it's like beautifully shot and the acting is like you know pretty strong too uh but in my personal opinion like the plot was like all over the place and just kind of like 
hard to keep up with, which I guess like, yeah, can be an artistic choice. But as like somebody who isn't like, I'm not like a big like movie watcher, like movie buff or anything like that. Uh, I did not necessarily appreciate it as much. But uh, yeah, it's a, it is a an enigma of a movie, if I could say so. Yeah, I definitely like I, I was seeing a bunch of stuff about it when it came out. I was like, oh, this looks awesome. Like, like you said, it looks so good. Like, it looks like it's going to be an amazing film to watch. I was like, wow, this like the cinematography looks really great and all that stuff. But it's just like, I don't know. Like, once I started reading about the plot a little bit, I was like, oh, mm, this is a little weird. Just like hearing about like how it's kind of like a play on like him as a student and like Heim's mom as a teacher. Like it's kind of like Heim's mom oh, yeah. like, is like art teacher or something like that. And he had a crush on her. I don't know. There's like this weird like through line that a bunch yeah. of up. She's also the mom is in the film too. Oh, really? Like both of, yeah. Like, uh, they're like mom and dad are like both in the film as, of course, like the their parents in the film. But wow. yeah. I'm not a big movie watcher. Like, a lot of these big movies that people were talking about, I didn't even know what coming out, like Licorice Pizza, um, Everything Everywhere. I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't All know about that until. It's so like a, a bit after um, turning red, and like I, these are pivotal movies. But for some reason, I'm I'm not a big movie watcher. But recently, I watched a Netflix short film with Joey Badass called Two Strangers." Ooh, it was that interesting. Cool. It was cool, but unfortunately, it was like another trauma cop versus black guy film, and that's okay to start off with. Because maybe they can do something different with it, but it was kind of like Groundhog's Day meets Black Death, and I'm like, I you keep on seeing him die, and I'm like, man, this is not how I would have spent my Friday night watching. Can we just not not do yeah. this anymore? <laughs> uh, it, it was it was, it was interesting. They could have made it work. I don't know if they could have made it work. They could have done something else, but. That was like my one movie for the year, and <laughs> I'm already sad. <laughs> uh, but Joey, so he, he had a great performance. The ball guy looked like um, the guy from Fantastic Four, The Thing, that played the cop. <laughs> 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 but other than that, everything was it was it was chill. It was a cool movie. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I give it that. Yeah. And I had a 10. <laughs> and I. <laughs> uh, I know. And as soon as you said Joey Badass was in, I was like, oh, I might need to go peep that. Not, and speaking of Joey, that I know the, his follow up album, not follow up album, but he's releasing an album, I think, either this Friday or next Friday called 2000. And we all know his debut mixtape was 1999 so i don't know if this is a continuation it's been like five six years since he dropped um american badass american, what was it american badass yeah yeah so very exciting he he's been dropping little snippets here and there he had like the light pack that came out a year or two ago um something to look out for big drops this year we mentioned Shoot. Kendrick. Well, JT mentioned Kendrick. Um, and on our last <laughs> episode, we didn't get to talk about it because it was before it came out. But now it's out. It's been in the atmosphere for about a month. Maybe even shorter. Time has been moving weird. But it's been out. Yeah. <laughs> People have been listening to it. There's a couple songs that have been blowing up online. But a lot of other commentary and suggestions that <laughs> could have been omitted Yo. that I think we all yeah. do share. The funniest reaction I saw to the album, I think Zach Fox tweeted it. He was like, this new Kendrick album make me want to bite people. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing to add other than that 
Yeah. <laughs> That, that the album does improve my jaw strength. I feel like I my I can unhinge and give a quick jaw. Exactly. <laughs> JT, what was your uh, if you were to sum up at least your first few feelings about the record? How would you describe it? Chaos. <laughs> it's just chaotic to me personally. Like on like. I mean, you were you were in Asheville when it dropped. Um, you were, and it was just like one of those things where I was like, "Wow, like this is chaotic." That's all I could think. Like, I didn't have any thoughts. Also, Bro. I just listened to music so like I feel like at this point, as a producer, as a person that works with, and like, I just like it just hits me differently. So like, I think. Yeah, it was just chaos. And I was like, man, this is really not what I was expecting at all. Because even the heart. Bro, you, you ever listen to an album and you just sit there listening to it and you finish it and you're sweating? Like, uh, I was just exhausted, bro. Like, I felt <laughs> like I had, like, run a damn marathon. Like, I had gone and done a, like, CrossFit workout. Mm. And I, all I did was just sit there on the couch. Sometimes I was laying down and I pulled the headphones off and dog, I was ready for a nap, a break, <laughs> a vacation. Some water. <laughs> some water, some bro. Water. <laughs> hydrated after this. Yo, and that was just from We Cry Together. <laughs> <laughs> just the first half. Literally, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought the tap dancing was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't, do you remember that episode of Smart Guy when TJ learns how to tap dance? That's all I kept picturing. Just little freaking wow. Taj, whatever his name is. Just Taj Maori. Shout out Taj Maori, bro. But you know, we got to get Taj Maori on the podcast. Yeah, he's not doing nothing. Come on, come through, bro. We know you listening, Taj. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the link. I got oh on this God. thread on Twitter, y'all, uh, about Disney Channel breaks. Like, and it was just like drop the most random Disney Channel break, and it was so funny. Like, I dropped the one where it was like the Disney Channel stars, and like Taj Maori is singing in it. I'm like, hey, Loki is killing it. <laughs> <laughs> when they did the circle of life, bro. Yo, For the Lion King reboot. That joint, that damn uh, Disney soundtrack with uh, with Usher on it. Oh my god, things crazy. When he sings uh, the Tarzan joint, <laughs> just singing like like he's trying to make love to Tarzan. <laughs> Yo, you <laughs> That's all that movie is, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. Tarzan in a jungle trying to spit game to I mean Usher in a jungle trying to spit game to Tarzan is a wild sight. <laughs> Yo, it's just raining. He's on his knees, dirt open, just sliding through them trees, boy. Moonwalking. 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 I don't I don't a, think in an Atlanta Hawks fitted. <laughs> Backwards, not not even backwards. Slightly thirty three fourths angle to the um, to the left. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, slight tilt. We we should we should like. What was your preferred early two thousands uh, hat tilt? What what angle were you going? Oh, let's let's get into some geometry, boys. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> geometry for hey, right bring out your rulers, geometry boys. Bring out your rulers. Bring out your, <laughs> your protractors. Yeah, about to get with it. What angle um, was your hat? I didn't start wearing hats until high school. That was like my first hat experience. I started experimenting with hats. Oh, so, and I was rocking like the, of course, the, the tie creator small like hat with the brim pointing up, looking like a biker <laughs> joint. Yeah, it was, it was it was weird weird stuff that was on. I think you were called like five panels. Yeah, I, I, got I, was, I was rocking that. Oh snap! You bring yeah. it back. We about to bring it back. Hey, very <laughs> deep back there, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere. It's hiding. 
But I didn't wear hats. But if I did, I think I'll go classic backwards. Just backwards hat, fitted, not so much drama, arms folded, yeah, posted up. Yeah, you know I mean, I feel man. What about Yo, you? I wanted, I wanted a, uh, I wanted a fitted so bad growing up. And I just never got one. So I really didn't get into hats until like snapbacks started getting hot. Uh, And so when I had, I remember I went to University of Georgia for journalism camp one summer. Picked me up a UGA snapback black hat with the red, with the red snap on the back. And uh, there's a photo of me somewhere in a roller rink, and I got that joint just straight backwards, and that was the way that was the way I was rocking it for a while there. Just you know, have a nice fade, and just have that hat on, absolutely showing none of the haircut. It's great, <laughs> great forehead. Oh yeah, just got just yep. the forehead. It's just, <laughs> just a little bit wet underneath the plastic. Yeah, so I I was a heathen and had a bunch of fifty nine fifties, and we would switch yeah. in my friend group, and uh, <clears throat> so my head was pretty big. So like I just you know what I'm saying it was it was tough. There was like me and one other dude that had like the same head like size, and so you get the <laughs> y'all was doing gift exchanges. Well, <laughs> like you know I'm wearing this. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wear the red shirt. And then the black Levi's baggy with um, I'm, I think I'm gonna have some Air Forces on under that, and then I'm gonna have the red like it's gonna have a red like little pop to it on the fifty nine fifty, and so and the things were so stiff they were like straight cardboard you know when you get them. <laughs> Sometimes if you look at like early, um, Chris Brown videos, let's, let's oh, yeah, leap out his name on the podcast, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Like look at early videos, see how his junk still look like it has been folded, like at the shop. How it's like kind of poking off on the sides, <laughs> the just side. fresh. Just like looks like it's just floating. But I was a uh, to not to, like straight to the back, a little bit to the side, mm. <laughs> like oh, not shit. straight sideways, but like not straight back. It was like just like three. It's not even. It's not even Ti. That's like Ray J. Yeah, just like just kind of like to the. Just like a little slanted in the back side. That, I like I feel that. Like that's Grand Theft Auto create a character type thing. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Hawk Underground. Hey, what you mean? <laughs> blood. I feel like every every fifty nine fifty was like freshly made every morning. That's how it got so stiff. Like they didn't sit out for more than two it's hours. Like, it's, it's like the newspaper. Some dude yeah. just rides off on a bike and just throws it at your door. <laughs> Fifty nine fifties here. Catch a piper. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. Also remember that when uh I never had a like a pair of Jordans growing up, but I remember I came across one of those little like it was uh like one of the little metal like Jordan pieces that they would like hang on the shoe. Oh yeah. With, like, like the like dog tag chain. From like a four and, or a one. Yeah, and I took that joint and I put it on my own little dog tag chain, and we just rocked that around the neck. Yo, felt like Mike. Tell me nothing. Felt like tell Mike. Me nothing, yo. <laughs> Calvin, Calvin Cambridge. Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I watched that movie. One pro tip for anyone listening who is a. Uh, also thanks to like mike is the greatest movie ever made it is on disney plus which okay. i had no idea about and so elizabeth and i watched it a few weeks ago and yo i, re- I that soundtrack i like i've known it slaps for a minute but every time i hear it again like that joint had jagged edge on it on like multiple tracks of Bow Wow had Nas on there. Damn! Like it was crazy. That was so like good. End, that was like the end of soundtracks, right? Like around that time, like two thousand three, two thousand four. Like, yeah. 
I feel like once we got into middle school, soundtracks were like buns. Yeah, like, it was dedicated like dedicated movie soundtracks, right? Like they made songs mm-hmm. specifically about the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like artists just coming in and just like killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like there were, <clears throat> I mean, like there were like a few joints on the Light Mike soundtrack that like you know had been on other projects, but I mean they were like dedicated songs on there obviously the most like the the most infamous would be basketball and like you know sampling that whole joint and then having like fabulous on there uh jermaine dupree like that track is crazy i guess like not to invoke the name but i guess the most recent example of it would be black panther soundtrack the kendrick joint did, you, did yeah. you think it was summoning Kendrick if you said Black Panther? What do you mean about yeah. that? Oh, you know he can shape. Yo, you saw him in that video, shaping, <laughs> sh- shape shifting, like. <laughs> 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 like yo, j- bro. If either of y'all become Kendrick while we're listening to this, <laughs> while we're doing this recording, bro, Closing my I'm laptop. off. <laughs> Face just starts changing. Oh. <laughs> you become Kendrick, then you Charlemagne the God. Like, Turn into Noriega. I'm not ready, bro. <laughs> I'm not ready. Turn into one of the worst people. Yo, speaking of, speaking of, I uh, right before we hopped on this, I uh, they uploaded the Isaiah Rashad Joe Budden interview to YouTube. So I watched that whole thing and it made me like Isaiah, like I already liked Isaiah Rashad mm-hmm. a lot, but I was like, oh, you're yeah. cool. I, I love me some Isaiah and Rashad. I just, the other one, <laughs> God help him. So like, like, hey, so, so when you was trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, like your sexuality. <laughs> Yo. Why do you have to do the interview in the first place? That's what, that's, yeah. uh, that's what we were all saying. Like, like why, why is this a thing? Like, yeah. Uh, can we? And I mean, and I guess, like, I mean, I've seen, like, the other, at least critiques on the other side of it, where it was like, why did Isaiah Rashad, like, choose Joe Budden as kind of the, like, person that he wanted to do? that interview with which i thought was like a interesting question of like you know who is that audience that maybe like isaiah rashad is trying to like reach or connect with uh you know with whatever the message may be that comes out of that interview but uh yeah it was like just a the the pairing felt odd to say the least very odd. Miguel's joint. Uh, all I wanted to do. Remember that old, the old school like. Oh, oh yeah. When Miguel like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He had no hair because and his head is shaped weird. Was, that was so weird. Like, he looked like a. Look like a jelly. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> and like a kidney bean. <laughs> That time is so funny because that's where Mo, some of his classic songs like Adorn, he looked like a, a, a fucking milk dud and he made Adorn. <laughs> and then he kicked that girl in the face. It's crazy. It's crazy. How you gonna look like a milk dud and, and kick, kick someone, someone in the face? That's the real reason she sued. That's disrespectful. She thought he was a California raisin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But she to get her check. Oh my god! No, there was so many. <laughs> Just the whole the whole snack section. Miguel's head could replace. That's a vegan replacement. Oh my god! <laughs> a Halloween variety pack. Miguel Miguel is great. Miguel oh is great. God. Miguel Miguel has some classics. I feel like I think, a- what's up? 
I feel like Miguel's like underrated. I think, I think for, for sure. sure. Yo, y'all remember that argument that was Frank like Frank Ocean versus mm-hmm. Miguel? Man, it's two different, two it's different two Like that was stupid. At, yeah. at the time, I definitely was like, uh, "Oh yeah, Frank is f- for sure better," but it's two different lanes, two different. Just I feel like when Frank first came out, put that argument mm-hmm. out there because Frank was making more music, kind of it's that. More, yeah, like you would hear Frank on like black radio stations, and Miguel, they would be like, it would be like back to back, like "Think About You" and "Adorn" would be like back to back on the radio station, but. Frank wins because I guess he don't look like a concession <laughs> stand. So. Oh no! <laughs> we all got yeah. Like if we leave him in the sun for too long, we, we <laughs> might. <have> to... <laughs> Bruh. Mike Melt. <laughs> Yo, I'm sick. I, I'm sick. But uh, they both have timeless songs. I think. Some of their songs want to be on some playlists we play well into our 60s and 70s. Because, oh, yeah, because oh, thinking 100%. about you, Adorn, man, do you, bro? Do you like drugs, oh. bro? Like, yo, he's got that joint with Mariah Carey, oh. hashtag beautiful. Oh, <laughs> you crazy. What a weird cut, just like, just at a it weird, was weird, time. dude. It's not even on an album, I don't think. <laughs> nah. It was just... It's, it's, it was, yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It was just floating in the ether. Man. Maybe it was on a Mariah album, but I don't... I think so. I don't recall. I think it's just a weird-ass single. <laughs> a Lucy. For sure. But I am not your savior. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jay, bro, tell us, man. You mentioned you're working on a project. Yeah. You got some got some shit cooking. Tell us uh yeah, tell us what's going on. Man, I feel like all three times that I've been on this podcast, I've been like, Yeah, the album is coming soon. <laughs> like, like, oh, it's this it's this guy again talking about his album that's coming. But for real, for real, y'all, I'm really working on it. And I have songs that are I'm really proud of. One of them has a Koku, uh some Koku drums on them. Hey. Hey, no. I'm eating. I'm eating pretzels, and I had to get off mute just to say, "Hey, JT, JT has some great stuff, and I I feel honored every time. Anytime he asks me to be a part of it, so I'm like, shoot, this is my. There's there's more stuff coming your way, but like, there's one interlude specifically about me talking about like literally working and getting off my job, and then like working on a song. And then going to bed that night and being like, what did I make? Was was it good? Probably not. I don't know. And like thinking about, you know, this whole grind of doing the nine to five and then doing the thing that you love. Um, <clears throat> I was really trying to listen to y'all boys. Uh, uh, see, I don't want to mess with them. Dom and Joey. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to quit my job. Yeah, I want to quit my job, boys. I really do. If y'all listen, I want to quit. Hey, so bad. Joey, Joey just got a boner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he just got a that, that boy poking. Uh, I'm trying, man. I want to so badly, but yeah, I'm working on this project. I have a, I have a little concept for it, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that I can get it out by. Uh, late august that is that's the home what uh i feel like your intro you know you're pretty introspective Mm -hmm. songwriter um you know you're someone who i think thinks and feels deeply uh you know about their work like i don't know what are some of the the themes or stories or even messages that you feel like you're trying to get across with this project yeah, I mean, honestly, like this one is a lot more fun than anything else I've done in the past. Like, I think this is this one feels more fun and feels like I'm playing around more. Uh, I'm trying to kind of with this concept invoke like that summertime feeling that like 
you come off a of summer and you see your homies like at school and be like, yo, I did this this summer. Or like, y'all remember when we did this or we went to, we did this. And like, um, that like growth, you know, between yeah. like the end of the school year to the next school year. And so like my, and just like these stories, these funny stories that I have of like my teenage years and even adulthood. And e- even when it's sad, I still am trying to like smile in the background and be like, this shit's kind of funny. Like, like yeah. it's, it's yeah. not as bad as I think it is, especially now looking back on it. Like, I'm like, yo, that sucked at the time, but honestly, I'm okay. You know? So, and I'm better. Yeah. For it. I'm better for it. So yeah. Like there's a, I think this project is a lot more fun and a lot more tongue in cheek than anything else I've done. Um, yeah. So growth is, you know, believing in yourself. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, be on a lighter note like i like we said earlier in the pod like we're tired of saying just trauma stuff mm-hmm. like it's like let's write some stuff that's better and more fulfilling and even if it is like a, a lower or sad thing that we're talking about like where's the we can find some joy in that you know like because we made it through type thing you know what i mean yeah that's dope it's like a feels like a lightheartedness kind of what you're speaking to yeah, yeah it's definitely i'm just i feel like it's more light i, I kind of want to get your perspective on this because i've been thinking this lately do you think you have to be in one of those sad for lack of a better term depressive state to make great music or better music does that lend a helping hand or can being joyful and elated offer that same type of creative power yeah, I think definitely people, you hear people, songwriters say all the time, like, oh, I got broken up with to write the best album I've ever written. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that we can find ways to, I I personally, right now where I'm at, I feel like I write in a better place of happiness. Like, I'm like, oh, that was really funny. That's crazy. Let me write that down and start like a loop later on and see if I can write off of that feeling. Like, I just want it might just be where I'm at personally, but like, I feel like you can write from either place, you know, like writing about the sad stuff is, is easy. You're maybe, but like, I'm, I'm in a place where I want to write about the happy stuff. I want to write about like these funny stories of like me hollering at a girl in middle school and getting turned down and the homies being like, Oh, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to <laughs> write, I want to write about that stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, it's- one track like talking about like passing out on like a roller coaster as a kid and like that being funny to me like like just blacking out on the scooby-doo roller coaster <laughs> <with Carowinds. laughs> yeah shout snack. out carowinds bro boy shout out carowinds bro knocked me out <laughs> gone off them scooby snacks gone boy damn that that just brought back a that brought back a a memory it's crazy <laughs> But, you know, I feel like it's it's Carowinds is a it's like a amusement park in Charlotte. Um, I feel like it's related to like King's Dominion and kind of in that vein. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling it. I I never got the chance to go to King's Dominion. I always wanted to. All the church kids got to go. And I was too young at the time. My older brother and older sister went on those church trips. Never got to. Kingston Menu was fun, man. So we'll have to go. Yeah, you know? I gotta hey. relive those moments. If you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to take a trip to Kings Dominion with this, you know, let us know. We can organize a carpool. We're gonna, we're gonna, no, we'll get the church van. What'd you say, Jay? I said we'll get the church van. We'll That's get what everybody I'm saying. In. We didn't exactly. get that shuttle bus. We don't with the with the um, classic seating on the on the back of it, looking like a Kmart. Oh, bro. I saw I saw a van the other day that all it said on the back was just church van. Damn. I feel like that's the one that's we need. That's all you need to know. Clear, concise, to the point. But I mean, Jay, it's I feel like it's 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 cool you say that because I feel like I was reading uh I was reading this piece that uh Columbus author, writer, I think someone that we all admire. Hanif Abdurraqib, uh, he wrote 
a piece on criticism um, not too long ago. I think it was in The Nation. And um, in there, he kind of writes about like, sort of like, you know, some of the more, I guess like essentially that like music criticism doesn't necessarily mean that it's like, you know, a like a mean spirited thing or, you know, coming from a place of like looking to tear down something, but it can be something that comes from a place of love. And I think like, that's the way that, you know, as I've been doing more writing this year, um, along with y'all and like really trying to lean in there, a lot of what I've been trying to, I feel like a lot of where that writing has come from has been more from a place of love. And like, that's been the stuff that's like felt the best. And I feel like I've ended up being maybe the most proud of uh, is the stuff that feels like it came from that place. And like, it was, you know, more, more heartfelt, more personal to actually something that like deeply impacted me, Um, you know, from that maybe more like light or like positive place instead of, you know, it being something where I feel like I'm, you know, like emotionally working through something. And I think there's a place for that, but um, it has been like interesting to kind of like feel out that pivot this year. For sure. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's, I, I feel like for all of us, we've, we've all been writing from a place that feels a lot more like we're writing from joy and we are being introspective and even when we're when it feels like we're like it feels like we're more tearing something down in a way of holding it accountable less like this is bad this is this is you know what i mean like it's like we're holding something mm-hmm. accountable but also mm-hmm. like i feel like a lot of our pieces this year have been like funny and like I like reread the all in the club spitting game in my white tee. Like we're talking about these fitters and stuff like that. Like, it's just like, that's the feeling or like, um, uh, Koku, you're yours about like, like my game's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Or like, I hope my game, not like that mm-hmm. joint. I like, I love that piece. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Like that shit was crazy. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And just, yeah, I feel like we all set each other, um along this path this year like oh let's find ways to navigate all this like shitty shit that's going on around us and write some like joyful pieces about stuff that we all like you yeah know? um we i mean you mentioned uh koki you mentioned surf uh at the beginning of the podcast and i think one of the things about that project and when it first came out was really this idea of like creating with your friends creating with your people the people that you're closest to and i guess for y'all is creating with your friends something that's like important meaningful to you and maybe in what ways like is it meaningful to you yeah i i find it very important especially now i'm very selective when it comes to choosing friends and who i make with who i make art with because i i guess i get in my own head sometimes because if I try to make something for someone new or someone I've never met before, I'm like, damn, they might not like this. I'm going to try to go extra hard. Let me try something different. Let me do this. Let me do that. So when I do find someone I want to make something with, it does mean a lot because everything I create, I feel like it's an extension of myself. So like a part of me is being mixed with a part of them. So for instance, with a friend of the podcast and a close friend in general, Benta, we've been, um, I've been, I've been writing with her a lot for her upcoming EP. And when I'm in like sessions with her, it feels, it feels very impactful because I think to what JT was saying earlier, her mission on this project was to kind of, like you said, self-realization, self-reflection, um, introspective and introspective thoughts. So going through that process, it felt very meaningful. And the things we write about weren't just about like love or heartbreak. It was about acceptance and growth and 
things of that nature. So, yeah, felt really impactful, meaningful, great. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Yeah, I, I saw when Nico uh, Segal posted about you know surface seven years old today, and I was like, wow, <clears throat> one that's crazy, and <laughs> it's nuts. Two, like it's like I commented on it, and I was like, yo, what y'all were doing in 2013 to 2015 made me realize that I don't want to do anything else without my friends mm-hmm. you know and like that's and that's totally if chance didn't give us anything <laughs> he gave us the idea that there's joy in creating with your people and that i mean i feel like is like so important to me now because now i'm like oh i have people that like you know i have a guitarist you know gray i'm like i hit up gray I'm like yo can you do this for me can you th- throw something down on this or like when it comes to writing and and drums and stuff like that like i can get to either one of y'all like and talk about like hey what do you think about this like i love bouncing ideas off of y'all and the people around me because it makes me feel like i'm making something for not only me but that i care about because that's 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 all the only people that want to enjoy it are the people that i care about and then if other people enjoy it that's beautiful you know like right but you know that's that's just kind of i feel like i'm creating from that place now instead of being like i want everybody to love me mm-hmm. i'm trying yeah. to create from that idea yeah I, I mean i think that like you know uh creating with your people with your friends too like it ends up kind of like leading you to more people (laughs) like within that within that realm too like I feel like that's one of the things I've found you know whether it be through like doing this podcast in a way that like you know when Coco and I are bringing different guests on like it's almost like oh that's that's like one more like like like-minded person that like now I'm in you know some sort of relationship with and like you know, even though we may not necessarily like talk every day with those people, like they are somebody that I, you know, have kind of my eyes on and like am looking at them for inspiration as I'm like, you know, as I'm doing stuff in my everyday life. But then I think too, even just with like, you know, with, with writing, like what we've been doing this year, just, you know, trying to do more writing and, kind of doing this like writing boys thing like uh which was all like I mean we talked about it a little bit on the podcast but like very organic very natural and I think came from a place of like each of us inspiring one another uh at some level um you know or at least like I was inspired by y'all um and like wanted to be a part of that and so you know as I feel like we've been doing more of that like kind of more people have showed themselves to me as like as being writers and like you know that's being something they're interested in like the the homie Cole Henderson who like you know always is like listening to the pod and and giving us a shout out so yeah shout out to Cole for real uh but like you know he's another one like he's you know I I didn't really you know we weren't like super close coming into this year but like we've gotten closer over the past few months because like i've peeped him writing he's peeped me writing we've had like some really cool conversations along the way and i think that's just like that's that's one of those cool you know things that comes with like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna show up and i want to make stuff with my people and like hey you know i might meet some people along the way that are also like into this too yeah. yeah it's been a good year boys like it's it's been like a really beautiful time for us i feel like i'm like closer to y'all than i am some of my friends that are in this state you know what i'm saying like i feel like we talk more often about crazy stuff that's going on on the internet or whatever like it's just like i'm forever laughing at myself whenever i'm in the group message like 
saying something ridiculous to y'all. Like the yo, the best and none of these audio clips may ever make their way out there. But the best day <laughs> in the group chat was when Pusha T did that commercial for Arby's <laughs> and we were going bar for bar, rapping like Pusha T, doing McDonald's bars. That's, I still go back to those and just, I cry. They're so good. There's so many different references to Coke and French fries. It's, it's impossible. Yo, the the ice cream machine, bro. <laughs> And yeah, that was, yeah, it's good stuff. Iconic, good, iconic, yo. But I mean, yeah, it's been it's been dope, man. And like Jay, you know, like you always got a a spot on on the show, like for real. Like anytime, like anytime I get a chance to ch- chop with you, anytime we get a chance to have you on here and chop it up uh is always always a gift man so um yeah bro appreciate you like being down to come kick it with us today man y'all are y'all are two beautiful human beings and uh and i just yeah i'm honored to be here and uh i mean like yo like what's what's uh what's the funniest tiktok you done seen lately (laughs) Oh, I've seen. I would say I the one that made me laugh was Koku with the Joker face the other day. That yo, that face, joint, and that I, joint was, was crazy. Like, what did you say, bro, about being ashy, dog? Like I said, I said my father always used to tell me, put lotion on those ashy ass elbows. Yo, this man said, no lotion, no problem, bro. <laughs> like, like my villain old. You gotta go there. <laughs> like, abolish prisons, but you gotta go to jail for that, dog. I, I, it truly came from, it was years ago on Twitter. The homie um, Z, he, he tweeted a, a campaign where he said, stop ashy shaming in the summer. And... <laughs> I felt that so much that I was like, that's always been on my mind. Like every summer rose by, I was like, Bruh. yo, I, uh, I, I feel like I send you all these videos all the time, but, uh, the account is a uh, jock exclusive and they do like those little, like kind of the avatar like <laughs> type videos of like Drake and like Carlo and stuff, mm-hmm. bro. Them joints kill me every time. Like Drake, like swinging his legs, <laughs> like because you're like, yo, I could see him doing this. It's like everything that you could like maybe see him doing, just like exaggerated. It's it's the best. It's, yeah, those are incredible. <laughs> I saw this one where the girl like uh, was shaping this dude's head up, and he was like, yo, just shape my head up, and she like put his like hairline all the way to the back of his head, but then had like the like crazy widow's peak in the middle. <laughs> so, like, so, like, all right, I got you. And he was like, no, stop it. And then, like, he was like trying to like rub like the alcohol. He's like, yo, stop rubbing it. Like it's sweet. <laughs> like, Mm-mm. why are you rubbing it? Like it's sweet. Like that took me out. Like, Bro, the, the thing about TikTok though is, the best part ain't even the videos. It's the comments. Oh, yes. oh my! Every single time, you scroll bro. down, they going crazy. Speaking of yo, if any of y'all follow Patia's fantasy world and y'all see Koku <laughs> in the comments, re- report that joint. Report that joint immediately, bro. He don't need to have an account. Report it as spam. The funniest thing is he's acting up. You will see me under every other post commenting something foolish bro it always shocks me because i'll like i'll see a post and i'll be like haha that's hilarious and then i'll go to look at the comments and of course it's like you at the top with like 300 likes on a comment i, I know i know the audience i know the audience i know it makes it tick you do it is you're sick it's disgusting i, I you're a twisted I, I, person i hate it i sometimes i, I really just be like yeah 
I don't even like doing it. I don't even. Hey, I bro. Have... I, the thing is, I know you don't even like it. It just it is second nature. Like you don't even have to think about what you're exactly. going to write. It literally just comes out. I look at the picture for like 43 seconds max. I'm like, oh, oh well, I type it in. <laughs> it's only, it only takes 43, 43 seconds because you're like, should I really do this? Should I really do this? It took two this? seconds to think of the joke. Another 41 seconds to, exactly. uh, to contemplate my life. <laughs> do I really want to do this? Well, yo, Jay, anything you want to, anything you want to, you know, any pluggables, anything you want to shout out before you uh, hop Man, off? you know, you know the vibes. Uh, listen, listen to the Spotify. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at jtulius, J-T-U-L-I-U-S. Um Hit the Patreon. Patreon helps me a ton. It it really Patreon's great. Yeah. I'll uh, I am working on a new project for Patreon specifically, uh, talking about music. So it'll be exclusive uh, to Patreon. So if you want to hear those, you know, hit me with like, like hit me with tap three. In, yo. Come, Pay this man. Patron. You know. Tap in, but uh, Patron, yeah, oh, Patron. Uh, so I, I appreciate uh, y'all for having me. Yeah, just follow me on Instagram and listen to the music, hit the Patreon, and read Writing Boys. Hey, that's real. Yeah, tap in there, and uh, you know, as far as Alex and Koku goes, you know, we're. On Verge FM, every, uh, what is it? Every fourth Saturday of the month at 4 p.m. Eastern wow. time uh, on Verge.fm. And they got an app too. So download that joint. You can listen on there as well. And then, listen of course, the you know, we'll always, always drop the podcast after it airs wherever you stream podcasts. So uh, you can tap in there too. But uh, Koku, where can they find you at? Uh, you can look up my name on Instagram, Kenny Samoa. Uh, on SoundCloud, Bandcap, Kenny Samoa. On TikTok, Kenny Samoa. Uh, check me out on Medium, Koku Asamoah. I think I switched it up there. I might have kept the Kenny Samoa. I'm not sure, but... Either way, you might find me. I'm, I'm doing my thing all around the interwebs. I'm trying to stay honed in on making more music and writing more and writing more music and doing a lot of things. So anywhere you find me, you might find me doing something creative. And if you want to join on that journey, I'll be more than happy to take you in as a passenger. Alex, where can they find you? Wow. That's beautiful. That was, You're a flight that attendant. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got a job at Delta, so I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm trying to get my score up. Yo, this man's on Jeff Um Yo, you know, we should work at Spirit. <laughs> it's all three of us, <laughs> bro. Nobody would. We're all working one. We're all working one flight, <laughs> bumping into each other. <laughs> we bring our own snacks Yo, on the for plate sure. just start distributing them bring those pretzels bring those pretzels for sure bring those pretzels for sure <laughs> bring in the delta pretzels Y'all need on some the there you go <laughs> <laughs> alex where oh can they find you God. yo you could uh i am lewis alex Hands 10 up. That's the number Put 10. Put your 10s up. On, uh, I think all the things. Instagram, Twitter, Medium, whatever. Yeah, you can find me there. I'll be tweeting terrible jokes that, <laughs> you know, Elizabeth always uh, tells me, maybe I should delete that. <laughs> so, you know, you can could, could holler at me there. And then... Uh, yeah, medium, the writing with the boys right here. Uh, you know, trying to trying to get these essays out. 
fairly regularly, so you can uh, you can tap in there. Yeah, yo, that's me. This is Alex and Koku, episode thirty-four. Right, Japan. Thanks for rocking with us. Peace. <laughs>